Welcome to Let Me Adjust My Ears, a weekly podcast about all things Disney and luxury travel. I'm Michelle from Making Memories Travel, your extra AF host. Grab your favorite cocktail and join me as we immerse ourselves in pixie dust and Disney vacations, minus the pint-sized entourage. Unravel the secrets of bougie travel and indulge in amusing conversations with fellow extra friends. Hold on tight to your ears as we launch right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to yet another episode of Let Me Adjust My Ears. Today is super exciting. A, I just got the email that my podcast has reached my first goal of 500 downloads. So we're very, very excited. And I get to say that and look at the face while we're recording this. I know audio medium of my favorite podcast producer. This is Julia Levine of the podcast teacher, but she's on here to talk with me about Disney cruises. So this is our first, let me adjust my ears, discussion of Disney cruisers. And there is no better person to talk about this because Julia, tell me how many you've been on. Well, I think it's about 16 or 17. I've lost count. <laughs> As I said, there's no better person for her to be telling us. So tell us, me really, how you got started on this Disney cruise thing. I should say she is one of us. She is a Disney adult with no kids. That is correct. So how did you get started going on Disney cruises? And since you've been on so many, what ships have you been on? Like, just spill the tea. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So to give you a little context of how I got started with Disney cruises, I have to tell you how my husband and I met. So we met through an online dating service, 21st Century, hello, and we were a match for multiple reasons, but one of the things that attracted me to him is that he had one of his profile photos was of him and Captain Mickey Mouse from the Disney Cruise Line. And my picture was me dressed as Minnie Mouse for Halloween that year. <laughs> That's awesome. So we had a Disney connection from the get-go. That was his first Disney cruise that he had been on where that picture was taken. And so when we got together, he was like, you have to go on the Disney cruises. You love Disney. This is just great. And so I had never been on a cruise before, and I was quite nervous but he convinced me. And so I'll, I'll skip to the exciting part of we went on our first Disney cruise and it was just amazing, magical, and all of the things. And so from then, we just started taking more of them. At the time, we lived in Maryland. And so we had to kind of hop down the coast to Florida to hop on those cruises. So we did that whenever we could take a long weekend or things like that. We did our honeymoon on a Disney cruise, half Disney cruise, half Disney World. So we just kind of gotten to love them. And I think you asked me which one was my favorite ship. Well, have you been on all four of the current ships, right? We have four or do we have five now? There's five. We have five now. Oops, bad. <laughs> have you been on all five? Yes, I have. And do you have a favorite? 
I sure do. It is the Disney fantasy. I was going to guess the fantasy. I was, I was, I was. And why is the fantasy? Because I'm definitely a Disney wish girl. I'm a wish girl for sure. Okay. So I have to ask you, have you been on the other ships and the wish or have you only been on the wish? No, I've been on two of the other ships and the wish. Okay. Interesting. You know, because you've produced every podcast, so you have had to listen to all of them. You also know that if I am picking a cruise for me, it's not going to be Disney necessarily. I do want to go on the treasure. And all my friends who are listening also know that I'm just not a Disney cruise fan. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, why the fantasy? So the fantasy is one of the newer ships before the wish came out. And it's the larger set in the fleet. The dream, the fantasy and the wish are all about the same size, whereas the wonder and the magic are smaller, older ships. Yes. The fantasy, it's just the perfect size. It's not too big. It's not too small. For the past, I don't know how many years, it has done the seven-day itineraries out of Port Canaveral, and it has done the special itineraries to the Southern Caribbean, Mm -hmm. which was something that we were interested in. I have clients who want to go on that very sailing, as a matter of fact. They only do it once a year, which is just kind of ridiculous, but... Anyway, the ship, like I said, it's the perfect size, not too big, not too small. And honestly, the biggest thing that sells me on the fantasy class of ships, which the Dream also has, and the Dream probably could be one of my favorites as well, except for the fact that it used to do just weekend itineraries. And the weekend cruise crowd is a very different crowd than the seven-day cruise crowd. That's what I'm missing. I've never done more than a three-day. Yeah, total game changer. I bet that's true. I believe that. And yet on Princess, Celebrity, Virgin, I've done longer ships. And I bet that's true because I love my sea days. And when you're going on a quick weekend cruise out of Port Canaveral, there really aren't that many of those. I do love my Halloween on the high seas, though. That was very special. I mean, Halloween's my birthday, so that was one of my faves. But yeah, I loved my Disney wish, even though it was just a three or four day. I think it was a four day. Yeah. So we're going to come back to the topic of the themed cruises in just a second, because we have to talk about that. Excellent. But I did just want to finish my thought about the Disney fantasy and the dream. One of the reasons they're my favorite class of ship is because they have an adults only area called Satellite Falls. And it is the most magical place. And it's at the very front of the ship. You have a shaded canopy. So you're like not directly in the sun. If you don't, want to be. There's a pool there and it's in its own area. So no kids just happen to wander through, which is the case with the Cove adult pool that is on the main pool deck. Yes, It's a main like thoroughfare. Hated the Cove. Did not think it was all it should have been in terms of adults only. So you're schooling me. Clearly I need to go on a seven day Oh, darn. Another seven-day cruise in my future (laughs) on a different ship. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I should say that the Cove pool, the Cove adult pool, is the happening place. Lots of people drinking and mingling and all of that. 
I am the I want my peace, quiet, sound of the ocean, serenity, and all you rowdy people stay away from me. (laughs) So Satellite Falls was my personal favorite area. And one of the reasons that I didn't love The Wish is because they have a terrible adults-only section. There is no Satellite Falls or Satellite Falls equivalent, and just disappointing in that aspect. Oh, but there's nothing like that midnight kiss. Did you do the midnight kiss on the Disney Wish? We did the midnight kiss. It was fine. (laughs) Oh, I loved the midnight kiss. It was awesome. It was so spectacular. Plus, it was Cinderella. Like, Cinderella has my heart. So it will always be a very magical, magical thing for me, that Disney Wish. And one thing I should say, even though I don't usually pick a Disney cruise if I'm the one cruising. I will say that this particular Disney Wish cruise was during the inaugural year. And it was a Halloween on the high seas. And it was for my birthday because my birthday is Halloween. If people didn't already know that, let me tell you again that my birthday is coming up soon. And this year we're going to be at Magic Kingdom for Halloween. Very excited. But it was really recently after my dad died, which as my listeners also know, we're coming up on that one year. And so it was like two weeks, three weeks after. And my husband said, you found your smile on the Disney wish. So that's probably always going to be my favorite Disney cruise line from here on out. Just sentimental. Oh, absolutely. When you have a connection like that, for sure. Yeah. So you clearly have some opinions on the themed cruises. Oh, yes. Okay. So Disney cruises are wonderful, but they've been getting more and more expensive in past years. And Disney as a company has been going through some growing pains and some of the decisions from corporate have not landed so well with the Disney fan base. We'll just leave it at that. But one of the things is that the adults-only areas are being enforced less and less on the Disney cruises. And so... It's not wrong. <laughs> yes. While I have done 16, 17 of them, and we do have more booked, we are expanding to other cruise lines. Celebrity is our other favorite cruise line. And so we find ourselves gravitating to celebrity a lot. But the time of year that I will not cruise another cruise line is particularly Christmas, although Halloween is a close second. I'm more of a Christmas person than a Halloween person. Sorry, Michelle. (laughs) No, I definitely want to try the holidays, uh, the Jingle Bell, whatever. I can't even think of the name. Very merry time. Very merry time cruise. I definitely want to do that. I love the characters and their Christmas best. So cute. Yes. Nothing can compare to the way Disney does those themed cruises. They are just an extra step and beyond with the Disney magic, the literal magic, not the ship, the magic, (laughs) to clarify there. So just with the characters in their outfits for the different themes, the different events that they put on, they have like gingerbread cookie decorating around Christmas time. The atrium is just full of holiday decorations. And it's just so the ambiance, you know, the environment that you're in, you just feel the magic. Excited to try it. I haven't ever done that. It's been a long time since I've done a holiday at Disney. And this year, I'm just excited to get back there during the holidays to see the holiday decor. I'm always there as it's 
Halloween's coming down and the holiday decor is coming, but it's not full on yet. So I'm really excited for this year to at least visit the parks and do the cookie stroll at Epcot. I've been missing out on my cookies the past couple of years. It's been since before COVID. So, okay. I digress as I usually do. I digress. <laughs> but since you have done 16 or 17 and you have mentioned that you used to come down from Maryland to do them out of Port Canaveral and we should mention she now lives in Orlando. I assume you have some strong thoughts and feelings on Castaway Key, what you've probably heard about the new Disney Light Point. So share. Yes, I do have, I don't know that I'd say strong feelings, but I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so I do live in the Orlando area now. And so it's super easy for us to get to the port. It's a little over an hour away, so we can hop on anytime which is really great. And when we're able to grab those Florida resident discounts, that is even more amazing. We do love the itineraries that go to Castaway Key. Probably not for the reason that you think, though. <laughs> so we are not beach people. I do not do sand. Okay, neither am I. I don't love sand either. But I still love Castaway Key. Okay, <laughs> this I gotta hear. Okay, so I love, love, love Castaway Key because it has a lot of Olaf theming. And Olaf is my favorite Disney character of all time. And so when I go out onto the island, I love taking pictures next to the little Olaf statue. And one time they had Olaf walking around. And so I got to go give him a big hug. Olaf loves warm hugs. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> And they have lots of Olaf merch on the island, and it's exclusive to the island. You can't get it anywhere else. So I do love the island for those reasons. However, the biggest reason I love itineraries that go to Castaway Key is because Everyone everyone gets gets off the ship. ship. (laughs) We are the same in that. Yes. And I stay on the ship, and I literally have the entire pool sun deck area to myself. (laughs) I know. I don't disagree. And what was even better was when the wish pulled into Castaway Key and everyone got off, the new roller coaster that they have, the roller coaster at sea, was completely a ghost town. And I got to ride it like five times in a row without having to wait in line. And it was the best. Yes. Absolutely. And so it's so interesting that they're coming up with another island. I think they're calling it. I thought it was Lighthouse Point. It's Lighthouse Point, but they released just at D23 Expo. They released a different name. I think it's called Lookout Key. Lookout Key, Castaway Key and Lookout Key. So I'm not as excited about that one for two reasons. First is that it's not a private island. Right. Agreed. That's one factor. And then the other thing is that it's a tender port where you have to get from your big ship to the little boat to get to the island. And it just takes double, triple the length of time to get on and off the ship. And it's just a pain. I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. One of the coolest things is to wake up early as your ship pulls into Castaway Key and watch it as the captain. It's like parallel parking, that ton of ships and just watch him or her. I think they're all hymns. Parallel park against the dock at Castaway Key. It's the best. There's no tender. So if you're like everyone else, you get off the ship. 
I go on the roller coaster. Julia goes and grabs her spot by the pool. But then I do go up because there are great character meet and greets. Mickey and Minnie and their sand dune buggy is always a fun one. And I love cookies. So I love the barbecue. And then I'll go back to the ship while everyone does their snorkeling or whatever. Because I, too, am not a beach person. I don't like salt water. (laughs) I don't like sand and I don't like creatures in the ocean. Well, there you go. Unless I'm on like some kind of excursion to look at them. And I've only done one of those excursions once because it just freaks me out. So you mentioned that weekend cruisers and non-weekend cruisers is like a game changer. So you've obviously been to a lot of different port cities. Do you have a favorite port city that you really like? Oh, that's an interesting question. So we've done the itinerary so many times now that we pretty much don't get off anymore. And again, enjoy the ship while everyone else gets off. But that Southern Caribbean itinerary, there are some unique stops on those itineraries. A couple years ago, it went to Martinique, which is a territory of France. And so it's technically France, like there's EU license plates and stuff at the island. And it has a very different vibe than the rest of the Caribbean islands. I'm guessing it has a very European vibe. I haven't been to Europe to know if that's the case, but it's very different from all of the other Caribbean islands. So that's one that we really enjoyed. Unfortunately, that one wasn't on the most recent Southern Caribbean sailing that we did just this past summer. But we did go to Bonaire of the ABC Islands for the first time just this past summer. And that was really nice as well. And have you done the Alaska itinerary? You just said you haven't done anything in Europe. So I'm guessing. We have not done Europe and we have not done Alaska yet. We have milestone birthdays in 2025 and we are... Looking at an Alaska cruise, probably not on Disney because of the prices, but some kind of Alaskan cruise in 2025. So that was where my husband and I went on our anniversary. It was we or honeymoon, excuse me. We took an Alaskan cruise because I had been to all 49 states and that was the 50th that I needed to get to. So there was really no discussion about where we were going and he really had no say we were going to take an Alaskan cruise. And we did Celebrity for that one, too. But I do think the Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daisy costumes on the Alaskan cruise might be worth the price difference. (laughs) I desperately need a picture with Minnie in her big, huge Alaskan faux fur. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I need that photo very much. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely very, very appealing. I wish that you could arrange to be in port at the same day and just hop on for some pictures. Do it for the gram, Disney. Do it for the gram. (laughs) Alaska is honestly, uh, since I have been to all 50 states, I can say Alaska is one state that I would definitely go back to again and do that exact same itinerary. Usually I'm always like, oh, I have to go somewhere new. I've already done that. I would definitely go there again. It was just... God's country. And especially now it's getting so hot in the summer everywhere else. Like we should all move to Alaska for the summer. (laughs) So I can't believe it. Our time is almost already up. Any other thoughts that you have about, I haven't even touched like cruises two through 10. 
We only talked about the beginning and the endings. Yes, there is one more thing I want to say about the Disney cruises, and that is about the production shows that are on board because they are phenomenal. Broadway caliber, West End caliber performances. They are absolutely amazing. They have Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Frozen, and then a couple of their other ones that are made for the ships. I love the ones that are made for the ships. They're so good. They are. They have such a cheesy storyline, which gets to me after, you know, the 10th, 11th cruise. (laughs) (laughs) But they are, the cheesy storyline is an excuse to sing all the favorite songs, which I do love. See, that's another reason I loved The Wish. I thought that Captain Goofy was the best for that show. He was pretty entertaining. So what's your favorite? Beauty and the Beast. That was good. That was good. I loved Tangled. That was my favorite. That's the one I missed in my list. Yes. Tangled is great. We've only been on the magic and the wonder once. And so I've only seen Tangled once, but it was very good. I loved Tangled. It was good. So now that we're talking about favorites, you've also now experienced because those expert Disney cruisers know that it has rotational dining. So you never have to fear about missing out on a restaurant. So And some of the ships have different restaurants. Do you have a favorite restaurant? Again, I have to go back to The Wish. My favorite restaurants were on The Wish, so. (laughs) Which one was your favorite on The Wish? 1923. That was my favorite on The Wish as well. The other two were so overstimulating. And you're packed in there like sardines on The Wish. Oh, that was challenging for me. But on the other ships, uh, Animator's Palette is typically my favorite rotation. Yeah, I've been to two different Animator Palettes where they do different things. One is with Mickey and one is with Crush. And I'm not so sold on either one of them. It's got such a great premise and it just, to me, it fails. But now we're going to segue into, have you been to Celebrity and gone to their quote-unquote Animator's Palette? We have not the Le Petit Chef thing. Yeah, the Le Petit Chef. We really wanted to, but my husband and I both have the palate of a five-year-old and they have kind of fancy food there. And we were like, mm, don't know about that. You have to do it. It's one of the best meals at sea I've ever had. It was so fun. It was so good. But eventually we're going to work you up to an Oceania cruise because then you really get to test your palate. Anyway. <laughs> So before I let you go really quickly, we have like two minutes before my editor will start cutting from this (laughs) point forward. Any like number one tip you would tell people who are getting on their very first Disney cruise, who are adults without a pint-sized entourage, what would you tell them? I guess I would just say that like Disney World and the parks, that Disney cruises are not just for kids. And so... When they have activities, you know, adults are always welcome. Except for tea with the princesses. Do you know how many times I've tried to go to tea with the princesses? And they will not let me go to tea with the princesses because I am not 12. I didn't know about that one. I guess I've never tried to have tea with the princesses. Mm -hmm. Disney, if you're listening, I want to go to tea with the princesses on my next Disney cruise. (laughs) So when you want to take a picture with a character or anything like that, hop right in line with those little ones because you are 
equally entitled to all of the pictures and fun things as well. And I will say that if you are looking to escape the pint size entourage as much as possible, I would highly suggest choosing the fantasy or the dream for your cruise because of that additional adults area that I mentioned earlier, Satellite Falls. The Wish does not have that, and the Wonder and the Magic do not have that. And then we didn't even get to talk about the adults only like nighttime entertainment areas, but same thing. We have to have you back then. I will be happy to come back. I know where to find you. Yes, Disney Cruises Part 2. We definitely have to have you back. Yeah, I forgot all about the nighttime entertainment. That's probably because my bedtime is like 930. And so I only go down there during the day for trivia, which is really hard. Even for Disney fans like me, I want to say I do not do well on Disney trivia on the Disney Cruise Line. It is really hard. Now, when I go on other cruise lines and they do Disney trivia, I rock it out. Yes, the Disney, their own trivia is very, very, very challenging. Yes. Okay, so Julia, thank you so, so much. And I mean it, I'm going to get you to come back to do part two. But in the meantime, see you real soon. And just like that, this episode is over. Thank you for joining me. To ensure that your next vacation is nothing short of divine, I've handpicked my top 10 tips for a luxe Disney experience. Find the link in the show notes. And until next time, stay fabulous.